Hey everybody, this is Steven Acevedo and this is your show, Your Body, Your Mind on this journey called life. I'd like to remind you that our email is onebodyonemindonelife at gmail.com onebodyonemindonelife at gmail.com Send us a message, a question, comment, concern because this is your show where we can talk about different topics, how we improve ourselves, our health, and live the best life we can. This week, I'd like to report to you, we're on location in Guatemala City at an orphanage. We're doing mission work this week, and so this episode is going to be a little different. I'm going to start it off um, with interviewing some of my team members here that are the missionaries that are here doing this work. I'm also going to include some of the staff members that are here um, that live on campus and some that are, are here for um, like a year time, a year worth of time doing some work and different things like that. I'm going to start the interviews in the beginning of this trip. And then somewhere along the line, I'll, I'll get some of the team members back on here so we can talk about how, how the trip has been going. Um, remember, folks, making a decision to improve your life is always the best decision you can make for you, right? But on that journey, as you improve yourself, your situation, you can include other people and uh, and help them. That would be awesome. And so you're going to hear a lot of kids in the background playing. Right now there's a soccer tournament happening. We're going to go watch that in just a minute. Uh, but you hear noises of the kids laughing, giggling, some, some of them doing some of their chores. You'll hear some of the team members interacting with them. It's going to be a lot of fun, a little bit of different um, uh, uh, show. But uh, it's I'm including you on this trip because uh, this mission trip is not about us doing this work. It's about everybody who's blessed this trip. By being here, uh, maybe making a donation or just praying for this trip. All that stuff is important, and you're part of it. So welcome on this journey, on this week, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'd like to remind you guys, uh, the email, once again, it's onebodyonemindonelife at gmail.com. And i also like to bring to your attention the organization that we started a few years ago, um, forthemforhim.org. That's the number four, them for him.org where you can see some of past mission trips uh, videos and pictures and you can see some of the updated pictures of this year and if you want to be part of this you could reach out to that uh, website make a donation or learn more about us and maybe join the team next year we do this once a year and we help other missionaries helping uh, improve people's lives around the planet this week we're here in Guatemala at this orphanage called Casa Bernabe it's a blessing in my life, and let me promise you, when you bless kids, children, you will be blessed tenfold. I don't know how that works, but God has a way of, of multiplying that blessing. So when you give without reserve to help children, humanity, mankind, the world has a way, the universe has a way to pay back dividends to you and yours. There's a kindness, there's a, 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 a mercy, if you will, given to you by our creator and that's how i believe it god who created heaven and earth take care of all his children and we are an extension of his hands and feet on this ground and so we like to do this work so again i invite you on this journey and you'll hear interviews of uh, my team members and uh staff members it's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully this inspire you to make a difference in your life but in someone else's Maybe it might be local, maybe a local church or a VA or um, some kind of, you know, food kitchen. Do something. W when you start helping other people, 
there's the the math of the universe, right? You know how you hear law of attraction and all these stuff. There's some truth to all that stuff, right? I don't know what you would call this one, but I've, the world's a wheel. What you put out into the universe, it pays back in dividends. Um, when you invest in people, um, somehow, some way, you are blessed and you feel better about yourself. And, and it's a selfless act of kindness that I promise you, it, it just fulfills your life. Um, I used to do this thing. I still do it, but I encourage people, random act of kindness. And I know we do this thing where we pay it forward and we buy the guy's coffee in the background or in front of us or whatever, however. That's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. It's a, it's a little gesture. And that might make the difference in someone's life. But how about rolling up your sleeves and really um, impact someone's life? Help them make a change. Um, and I like working with kids because these children are here by no fault of their own. Someone has failed them. Um, the world has failed them. You know, their home life, whatever it might have been. It might have been an accident. And these children end up being orphans or 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 sometimes these children had to be removed from a, a very unsafe situation. Whatever, however, but here they are. No fault of their own. And so I like to bless children because of that to help them improve their lives. And, and let me tell you, they got stories about that. And I'll share with some of that um, on this broadcast. And you hear one of these young men, uh, he's a young man now, he's 23 years old, but we met him years ago in this orphanage when he was 16, 17 years old. But he had been here since he was three. So from three years of age all the way up to 18, he was here 15. At 18, he aged out and he goes into transition home. What's a transition home? It's like in between, right? Where they're still under the watchful eye of the orphanage, but on a house off the property, off the campus, where they start integrating to the community by getting a job or continuing the education, depends on what they want to do. Because not everybody's college bound. And uh, sometimes they need to learn or want to learn a, uh, a, a, uh, a craft or a skill, you know, a trade. That's the word I was looking for, a trade, which is fine. We need, we need tradesmen, um, and we also need uh, professors, right? We need everything in our society, in our communities. So this young man, we met him when he was 16, 17. In fact, I met him in the shop here on campus. We were, I was teaching him how to make some furniture. That one year, that was the job, help teach these kids to make furniture. So we did that, and uh, we taught him that, and... Uh, and so Jessica started sponsoring him uh, for his stay here. And then he aged out, and we kept contact with him in the transition home. And he's with his job, he's working. And uh, five years later, he's still working, and he has roommates. And, um, and he's learning English. Uh, so he's going to school to learn English. Uh, it's pretty neat to see this young man um, evolve to, from a kid to a teenager to now a young adult out there in the world doing the right things, improving his situation. So he's studying. Um, he has braces, right? So he works hard to, to live. And he's also affording himself braces. He's got a motorcycle that he commutes with to go back and forth to work. And, and he's doing it. He's making a run at it. And good for him. Um, and that's a success story, right? And his story's not over. He's still going. He's 23 years old. He has a whole life ahead of him. Uh, but he's doing the right things, and it all started because um, he grew up in this orphanage, right? But this is a good, healthy environment for these kids, 
and and I love that. I love that that this just helps these kids um, reintegrate to the world, but you know, integrate in such a way that they have the skills and the tools and the support that they need to transition into the world as well-adjusted adults. Know that they're special. Know that they need. Um, they are worth loving. They are worth protecting. They are worth living a good life. And um, as I said, when you invest in children, that pays dividends. And that's why we partner up and we started this uh, nonprofit for them, for him. And we like partner up with this orphanage, Casa Bernabe, because they do a wonderful job here in Guatemala. And, uh, and there's kids everywhere, right? This is just where our heart has brought us. And, uh, and we're doing that work. So this episode, you hear interviews with my teammates and and uh, some of the staff members and stuff. You might hear kids in the background playing soccer. Right now there's a soccer tournament happening, so I'm gonna go over there and check out the games and play with the kids and see how they're going. This morning it's the little kids. Uh, coming up on the next hour is gonna be the 11 year olds and then the older kids. A lot of fun, because one thing I learned in Guatemala, it's always soccer time, right? Especially on this campus with these kids. So that is awesome, and, uh, and you'll be hearing my interview with my teammates in just a second talk to you soon all right we just watched some intense soccer action here at the orphanage Casa Bernabe. we had the little kids now the 11 year olds just finished their match and i'm here with parker parker's a, this year's will be his first mission trip with us he's a new team member and he's the son of one of the founders of forward and for him um so parker welcome on uh, the show the show we talk about stuff life and and so right now, I just want to ask you a few questions uh, regarding you. So tell me about yourself a little bit, just a quick, you know, not something detailed, but just two minutes. Uh, I just do whatever I feel like in the moment. I'm not really a big planner. So whenever I heard about this trip, I didn't think of anything else. I didn't think of getting school ready. I just thought I need to get some money together. Yeah, there you go. So he heard about an opportunity to come down here and work at this uh, orphanage to help people. And he said, all right. Time to get my money together to get there. Good. So we're we're on our uh, one night. We've been here. We got here yesterday. So the first night. So we slept in our dorm in our bunks, and uh, this is our first morning here. And we've been uh, engulfing soccer action this morning. Um, so first impressions of the campus and uh, expectations. Like, what do you? What what was it? What were your thoughts about coming here? And. Um, is it what you expected when you put your eyeballs on this place, or, or is it different? It's much bigger than I was expecting. Good. I was expecting something about three houses, kind of just something you'd see in the state, something smaller. But this is, it's a whole community down here. That's right. This, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is 33 acres. Uh, I always thought it was 13, but translation, it, it was 30, 13 hectares. However, they measure here, which is like twice our acre, um, plus like two times something, two point something acres. So this whole camp is about 33 acres. And as you just mentioned, it is a community within these walls. And, and the funny part is it's like a sanctuary. Uh, but right outside, you can hear the trucks going. That's outside the wall. That's the real world out there. So it's almost like a jaded perspective, right? Like in here, everything's nice. Everybody's happy. Everybody's friendly. Outside those walls is a different story. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Um, and ultimately, we wanted to prepare these kids to face that world but have success. Um, so how was the soccer games? 
<laughs> they are very good kids. They, yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen them do some things that I don't think our high school soccer team has done before. Right. They're pretty intense because they start early. I always say in Guatemala, it's always soccer time. <laughs> soccer time. So let me ask you, Parker. Um, you're here on this trip. This is your first trip. And uh, in your heart, like in your mind, like what were some of your goals or, or are your goals here? Like what do you hope to do or just kind of go with the flow and let things happen? I'm kind of here to let things happen, but I've also, I said this day one before I knew I was coming, I want to stoke up as much of the culture as I can because I'm from here, but Mm -hmm. I know nothing about this place. Mm -hmm. So all I've learned was from what my dad's taught me and then just our family back home. So I'm kind of whitewashed in this whole perspective. So I've never really known where I kind of fit in because I'm, I'm white. I feel like I'm white on the inside because that's all I've learned. That's all I've known. But on the outside, everyone just sees me as Guatemalan. So that's their first impression. So it kind of gets annoying whenever I'll be out with someone and they'll try to use me as a translator or something like that. So I just kind of wanted to come here also to just find out where I'm from. See what it's like and see like what my life could have possibly been like if I wasn't adopted, if I stayed here, like where I would be. So, so, so for, for, if you've just picked up on it, you didn't know Parker is a uh, native to Guatemala. He was adopted uh, as an infant, right? As a, as a baby by Dave, uh, his father, um, who's from Kentucky, right? Kentucky. And so Parker only knows Kentucky living, <laughs> you know, and Kentucky food and uh, and and uh, Slim Jims. We, de- we tease Dave because Slim Jim is like one of the food groups for him. Um, and so Parker is 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 one hundred percent from the states. He's he's uh, American, full full American, right? Uh, Dave's son, but his origin story starts here in Guatemala. Um, he was born here. Um, his his. His, uh, his blood, his lineage comes from here, but doesn't end here. His lineage continues in the United States via Dave and his family who loves him to pieces, right? So, like Parker said, he came back to kind of see um, his origin story, if you will. Am I correct? Or am yeah, I, I wanted to see where I'm from. I wanted to get a whole perspective of this because I've only learned from books and news and they can only teach you so much they can't show you stuff like this they won't you can't experience mm-hmm. all this from just a book or the news mm-hmm. the smells the touch uh, you know the, the the way the wind blows in your skin it's just different and uh and good for you parker for wanting to put your feet on the ground to kind of see this beautiful place on the planet where you're originally from and uh, and just get a good perspective, and, and and only you can see it through your eyes and your mind's eye, and and stuff like that. Uh, it's awesome, and so so this is not going to be our last interview with Parker. I just wanted to get him early on on uh, on our trip, and we'll touch base with him again towards the end. And for you listening, it will sound like. 10 minutes later, hey, Parker, how is it going? It has been a couple of days. I promise we'll get back with Parker two, three, four days into it to see uh, what experience he has experienced with things that he's taking back home with him and uh, and going out. So thank you, Parker, and we'll talk soon. All right. All righty.
that was an awesome interview with Parker, one of our first uh, first year team member this year. And as you can hear his story, he is originally from here, um, 100% Viet Kentucky. Um, right now, I got Eric with me. Eric, he's one of the founders of For Them For Him. And remember, you can check out our organization, ForThemForHim.org. You can see last year's and previous mission trips and uh, some of the works we do. If you want to partner up with us and make a donation, that's a good way to do it. ForThemForHim.org. Um, learn more about what we do and how we uh, help change people's lives, improve people's situation. If you want to be part of that, that's how you do it. And so I have Eric here with me, and this is our first day or first day here. And we had soccer time, and now we got a minute to steal him for two seconds. Welcome, Eric, to your body, your mind on this journey called life. And thanks, Steve. Your, yeah, thanks. Um, so let me ask you something, Eric. Um, what brings you here? What 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 is your journey? How how do you find yourself here at this moment on this table on this show? Like, what brought you here? How'd you get here? Yeah, you bet. Um, so I guess it all started when we, uh, my wife and I, um, were struggling with you know starting a family, and uh, you know God led us to adoption and and led us to Guatemala. So in 2007 we brought our son Thomas home uh, from Guatemala when he was seven months old and uh, today uh, he's almost 17. And driving, right? And right? driving. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Lots Hang, of gray hairs. Yeah, that's right. Hang on for dear life because now he's driving. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. You know, sometimes life um, you know, plays a, a deck of cards and we've got to play it out. And, uh, and in your family life, it brought you here uh, to be happy parents of Thomas, uh, who's native to Guatemala. But uh, again, 100% from Kentucky. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's definitely a Kentucky boy for sure. Um, I think one of my buddies uh, calls him a redneck Guatemalan. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Perfect. And and so how many years have you been on this mission uh, trip? Um, in, if you can remember. Like you asked me, I'm always going to tell you eight, nine years because right. I forgot. I forgot already. It yeah, same, same here. Uh, you know, it all started with uh, one of one of uh, the, the founding members, David Nichols as well. And and uh, met him through our church organization and you know we sat around one another for a few years and knew that we both had children from Guatemala and uh, you know I had all the reasons why not to go and then finally God removed every reason that I had um, and we found ourselves uh, coming so probably the same like eight nine years mm-hmm. yeah. yeah perfect perfect I, I say the same thing like we could co- I'm the expert of convincing myself why I shouldn't do something like the why nots and, yeah. and I'm not ready ready yet when I'm ready listen you will never be 100% ready you just have to do just yeah. just say it time is now ready not ready let's here we go and and this is what I like about this organization for them for him because um, we partner up with you and to remove the excuses if you have the heart to serve um, and maybe you never experienced this before this would be the safest way to do it because 100% you're not going to get sick if you stay within the compounds of, of, of this campus and uh, and eat what we say is good to eat when we're out of the campus because, uh, you know, it, there are, I always say Guatemala, it's, it's twofold. It's wealthy and then it's not. But right? you see high-end things and then you see, um, you know, tarps uh, and as people's homes and then you see helicopter pads two blocks over. So it's very weird, but... um. I like this organization because it makes it very safe for anyone who who's thought about joining a trip like this or, or working uh, to help others 
this is a way to do it. You experience this environment, you help 100%. Everything that you donate goes to help so improve someone's life. And in particular, this this orphan is Casa Bernabe, where, where it's children is the focus. And um, my heart is aligned with helping children, because I've said this before, they, they did nothing to be here. Like someone failed them. The world has failed them, and this place has given them a, a chance. A chance, and I like that. And, uh, so, in this year's trip, um, how do you want to leave different, Dave? Oh, Eric, sorry. How do you want to leave different from this trip? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is each year is trying to, you know, turn the trip over to God and making sure that, uh, you know, we're we're not bringing, you know, our own personal ideas of what the trip is going to be. Um, there's so many things that we can do just here on campus uh, at Casa Berna Bay. Um, but then also looking externally, a lot of the, the local village uh, and, and just the, the tremendous needs there. So um, just looking to, you know, plug in where we can, uh, if we can just pray for someone or we can, you know, come around them with some uh, additional benefits. That That's that's really the goal here is is do, you know, and and, and support the staff and, and, and people here as, as much as we can. Um in whatever way that we can. That's a beautiful thing um, because there's always a need. Like in our heart and our mind, we think, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go paint that and, and this and the other project. But I remember my first year here, uh, Edgar, the, the director, and he actually just walked in. I might steal him for a minute in a minute. Uh, but I remember Edgar said to us, uh, one of our first orientations, there will always be a broken window. There will always be a busted door and there will always be a window to paint. But the thing you really need to repair and build is relationship with these children. That's the 100% goal of any trip that comes here, any missionary that comes here. Heal the hearts of these children, because um, that's always the priority here. Again, there will be a wall of paint, and we could paint it. But if we don't finish, don't worry. There'll be another trip, another team will come in and finish painting where we started. But developing those relationships is the most important part. Um, so thank you, Eric, for taking two minutes. And we're starting this conversation early because I want to talk to you a few days from now to see see what uh, what changes or what impacts you have come across on this particular trip. Thank you so much. Yeah, awesome, Steve. Appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Now I'm going to steal Edgar because I, 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 he's not playing soccer right now, coaching <laughs> soccer. or or And he doesn't know what this is about. He just walked in the room and he doesn't know he's going to sit down and this is very organic come on over here Edgar. Hot, seat. Uh, <laughs> hot seat so um just to give you a, a glimpse of what we're doing we have a, a radio show in the states and uh and this 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 episode we're dedicating a little different about our mission work and uh, as you walked in i had just mentioned your name how one of the first trips here one of the things you you told the team um and that i've taken that as my mantra as my remember the goal is to be with these kids, bless these kids, and um, be a blessing to their lives. So, welcome, and um, just two minutes um, about yourself and how are you here? Like, how'd you get here? And I know you, I know your story, uh, but whatever, two minutes, whatever you got. You know how you ended up here right now in that seat. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a long, long, long story, story short, but yeah. I think. Uh, like the rest of the kids around here, uh, I'm just a miracle. This is just mm -hmm. a miracle. Another mm -hmm. one Amen. that he uh, gave me the opportunity when I was a kid to grow up here with mm -hmm. the rest of my siblings. Mm -hmm. And that's just a great privilege, great opportunity. Uh, he gave me the opportunity to be, to grow 
in this community, in this ministry, uh, studied here, uh, grew up here, and now we get to serve here with my family. And how I got here, that's yeah. another, yeah, that's whole another episode, 10 minute yeah, yeah. episode story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, this is just a great privilege for us to be here and serving this ministry. Perfect. So, so see that this, this place has served for many, many, many years and in different capacities. And this place has been growing, right? So as you heard, Edgar grew up here and, um, and his life's journey, um, his mom brought, came here with his siblings and she worked here, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so that was a good thing because if if that was not an opportunity that she latched onto, said, I see an opportunity to keep my family together, Edgar's story might be different. And he's right here. He can correct me if I'm wrong. But great, brave move on her part to come here and raise her boys here. She was staff member here, worked here, and raised um, well, well-adjusted human beings who not only grew up here, learned here, went to school, and started their own families, but their heart has brought them back here. And when I say their heart, I'm really meaning God has brought them back here full circle to serve where they're where they started and this is great um, yeah. and so he was just coaching a, a referee I guess a bunch of soccer games or a tournament it was awesome and um, and he because and he, he learned it here too awesome and so he that statement as he walked in the door it was perfect timing um, set, realigned my heart and my vision and, and my life's journey right help people because it pays dividends when he was a kid I was a kid as well because we were not that far off in age Someone started this place. Someone built, put a brick down, painted a wall, fixed a door to allow Edgar to grow up here and amongst other kids. And now he's doing the same, paying it forward. And how awesome is that? And you see all these well-adjusted um, children here. Of course, the best result is keep families together so they're not broken up. But we have to have good environments for them. And when that's not the case... It's good to know there's a place like this. So if you want to partner up uh, and help these missions and this organization, again, you can do it via forthemforhim.org. And this is called Casa Bernabe and um, Friends of Children Everywhere. That's another way you could look them up and help partner up and help these missions. If you can't put feet on the ground, that's okay. Um, you, but you can help someone put their feet on the ground or you could send funding so we could get a door fixed and a window that broke because a soccer ball hit it. That happens sometimes, right? And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. And um, so I want to say thank you, Edgar, for taking two minutes and, and surprise. See, when, you, when you're doing something good, you're not afraid to jump on the hot seat. He walked <laughs> in the door, not knowing what's happening behind the door, and there he is. Um, so for this year on, in this campus, what has been a change? What has been a, like a, a early January? This year we want to accomplish this, and how close have you gotten to those goals for the – the campus here. Um, yeah, I think that uh, right after COVID, because here yeah. it was longer than in the U.S. Oh yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Some things that we had to stop doing. Mm -hmm. So this year we re uh, reinitiated those reinitiated those those programs or those activities. Mm -hmm. So some of that it was in the school, like mm -hmm. for the first time after three years. This year. We, the children from the communities came back physically oh, perfect, perfect. in person education in our school. Perfect. But that was a bigger challenge than before because not only we have more kids this year, but they came with a different dynamic. Mm. After being locked down for three years, yes. they have lost a lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, habits, good right, habits. Right, right. 
like getting up early, mm -hmm. doing homework, right, right, running even, just yeah. running. They were not running for three years. They were just sitting down right. in, in their small homes, homes yeah. with their families mm -hmm. for that long. So just catching up, trying to catch up with their physical right. conditions and uh, mentally and right. spiritually and emotionally health. It was, it, it was a big, still a big challenge. It's still a big challenge, big hurdle. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was one of the biggest mm -hmm. challenges that we have faced this year, but we have seen some improvements Perfect. by the end of this year. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. So for, for everyone who doesn't know, it's easy for us because we're here on the ground. This is a 33 acre campus where there's a school that only, not only serves the children here, but also serves the community around here. So children who wouldn't have other educational opportunities, their kids could come to this school here. But like Edgar said, you know, here you come early, um, you have uh, activities where you're running around playing soccer, one of the main goals here, and then uh, having homework assignments and things like that. We might not see it back home because we have the homeschool and things like that, but this creates community. The kids will learn to interact with each other. And um, so I wouldn't have thought of that if I didn't ask. Because this is man, the man on the ground, right? He sees the in and outs. He sees the broken light bulb in the middle of the night and gets it fixed. And he also sees the broken hearts that come in here at the middle of the night or through the school year and things like that. So, Edgar, I just want to say thank you for two minutes sitting here. And we'll talk to you again. And uh, we'll try to get Sarah, yeah. his, his partner in life, his wife. Um, and, and they're taking this challenge and, uh, and they've been dedicating their life to that. So thank you so much, Edgar, for that. You're all my friends. Awesome. God bless awesome. you, man. God bless you. Thank you much. All right, guys, we're going to continue these interviews here I have another staff member here uh, Peyton I'll let her talk about her experience you hear in the background the rest of the team getting donations ready uh, to give out to the house parents and the different places in this in this campus um, so I have Peyton. Peyton how are you I'm good how are you I'm doing great so let me ask you what brought you here how'd you get here to Castle Burnaby and uh, and describe your role here because it's a little different than us temporary missionaries we come in here for a week 10 days whatever um, you play a different role so go mm -hmm. ahead so I first came to Casa Renove when I was 14 with my family we came down here to serve a week um, as a group as a team like you guys um, and me and my family just kind of fell in love we fell in love with child sponsorship here we sponsored a sibling group here and we just wanted to continue coming back and pour into their lives and just continue being connected with Casa Renove and from this first time that I came down here I'm I told some staff people here that I was eventually going to be the missionary coordinator which is mm. surprise my role now yes. um, and then after that we could just kept coming back every spring break um, with my family and some people from my community but then once I graduated high school and I started college I had a different spring break from my family members and all of my um, friends and everyone so I just started coming down by myself I came down the first time by myself in 2018 um, during winter break for a week and then in 2019 right before the pandemic um, I came down for a month, and that was when I feel like it kind of opened my eyes that this could be a potential reality for me here. Um, I just got to see a lot more behind the scenes here. Um, I just got to experience Casa Verde Bay for more than a week. I got to see the ins and outs, the hard parts, the good parts, everything about it, and I fell in love with all of it. So um, I went to college. I graduated with a degree in art education, um, and then once I graduated this position, I'm the on-site missionary coordinator. This position was actually open before the pandemic happened. 
And um, I was a little upset because I was like, someone's going to take it from me. They're going to be the missionary coordinator. And then COVID happened. I mean, obviously, I'm not uh, excited that COVID happened, but it did allow for this position to kind of take a two-year break. And then when I graduated college, it was kind of waiting for me. So it was a really quick and easy decision. Um, It was funny when I got the job, I guess. um, They told me, I think you should at least think about it for one day (laughs) because I already said yes. I was so excited to do it. Um, But I've been here for a year and a half and I'm I'm loving every bit of it. Good. It sounds like to me, you made that decision when you were 14 years old. Mm -hmm. It just manifested Mm -hmm. a different way. And that's the thing about God, right? God um, works in, you ever, people say this all the time, but it's so true. He works in mysterious ways, but he works on his time schedule. Mm -hmm. See, if you would have said, I'm going to do this now, I'm going to be 16, forget college or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, it wouldn't be the blessing in your life and you wouldn't be able to be the blessing in the lives of everyone you coordinate here and help here, participate here and the uh, friendships and relationships you develop here. Mm-hmm. So not that we wanted COVID for anybody, but um, in God's time, mm-hmm. um, that position became available because of the coordinator before you know, awesome human being. We, we know her cause we've been coming here forever, but, um, it was her time to transition into a different, uh, season in her mm-hmm. life. And so she's exactly. married now and has children. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the time for her mm-hmm. and, and the time will come along for you to transition to another part of your season. But yeah. this present time is the time you're here. Mm-hmm. So that, that's awesome on, on your part and, uh, and, and keep on listening to your heart and doing good works. Like I said to everybody, you know, when you help people, you are blessed. And I know it sounds like he says that again, but mm-hmm. it's so true. And you will never be able to calculate or understand it until you experience it. Mm-hmm. And that's by just being selfless, help someone with no reserve. Mm-hmm. And uh, the blessings come tenfold. Now, think about that, ladies and gentlemen who are listening. She removed herself from her comfort zone, home, family, uh, moved to another country, and has dedicated her, her life the present time, this season in her life, to be part of this and be part of this uh, this orphanage and help coordinate teams like mine to come here and to facilitate so it could be blessing on both ends. Because it takes a lot of work, really, all the getting all the background checks done. She does all of that mm-hmm. before we get here. Like the getting here is the easy part, right? Mm-hmm. It's the the work behind the scene that she's part of. That's not so easy. Coordinating people that are busy in their lives. You know, you're busy. You're listening to me right now in your car mm-hmm. or wherever you're at. You're busy. You got soccer to take your kids to. You got to go um, pick, pick up your cousin at the place and you got to do that. And you got, I got a meeting over here. You're busy. Well, She's trying to s- slow people down in their lives and get these documents in order, background checks in order, get people to slow down in their lives just to coordinate them and pick the date, the time, and you know, that was a lot of work. And so thank you for doing your part and, uh, and being a blessing to the teams that come here, not only ours, but all of them, but also to these children because I see how they, she interacts with them. It's pretty neat because she's a staff member here. She has a role and a job and she does it. But beyond that, she's a friend to these kids and uh, and a mentor because she's a young adult um, and these kids are kids. And, and it's good to have well-adjusted young adults around them so they could uh, have a mentor. Is that a good good analogy, yeah. right? Good. So excellent. So this, how's this last year been for you? This last year has been, I would say, um, a complete, not one eight. 
80, but I would say a lot of changes happened within the last year, but for the better, mm-hmm. I would say I'm finally at a place like transitioning here was hard, but you don't kind of realize how hard it was until you look back on it. And mm-hmm. it was like, wow, there was a time where I, when I first came here, where I didn't want to do anything here because I was scared that I wouldn't understand the language or that I wouldn't connect with the kids. And now I look back on that and I'm like, I can like connect with almost everyone here. Like I can have a conversation with them. I know their families. Like I've met, I've met their communities. Like I've visited their homes and everything. So I think it's just super cool to see how the Lord has worked in that in the past year for me and giving me more comfort and peace here and just being able to um, feel at home here. It's been, it's been hard. Um, it's been harder because every six months I go home to renew my visa and I would say it's it's become a lot harder leaving my family not just because I love my family and it's always hard leaving them but because I know that every time I go home and I come back to Casa Renave I'm making more of a home here so I feel more established here so it's it's harder because I feel like I'm becoming more established here and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of leaving that part of my life behind right but it's a good it's a good heart yeah it's it's a good heart and it's a good transition Mm -hmm. because from 14 year old Mm -hmm. to young adult and and now a young adult living abroad Mm -hmm. um working in a selfless job right because this is Mm -hmm. not for you um and it's tough, but good on you. And um, and like you think back, like it's been hard. But if you would have known all the hardships in the very beginning, it would change kind of your. Mm, I don't yeah. know if that's for me. Yeah. But when you just give with no reserve, mm-hmm. you don't even think about yourself. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And you don't even think about you. You think, how can I help? Mm-hmm. What can I do for someone else? And um, and all those things fall into place. So good on you for that. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you for taking two minutes of, of your day. And and I know it was more than two minutes, but. Okay. You know, thanks for that. <laughs> Keep on doing what you're doing and be a blessing to the lives of these kids. And uh, we appreciate you. Yes. Thank you again. Pam. Thank you. All right. I'm going to start, continue our, our interviews here. We have Keela. She's uh, been on this trip for quite a while. She, I think she was on my first trip. And then she's been coming since. I think one year she couldn't make it. Uh, but anyway, this is Keela. Hi, Keela. How are you? Hey, Steve. Doing great. Perfect. So this is our uh, first complete day here at the orphanage so tell me about your journey how'd you get here what what motivates you to keep on coming back what have you got uh, my first trip here was in 2014 i think that was your first trip yeah. and i came back in 15 i couldn't come 16 or 17 so i came back i think in 18 19 yeah. and then COVID hit and then i came back in 22 and then 23 so um i've met friends here that I enjoy coming back. I like helping out with the kids. I have sponsored one of the students here. So it's always good to see her back and see how she's grown and everything. See, see the kids development, right? And I always say this to, to the people back home. It's pretty neat because you develop a relationship with these children. And, uh, and when you come back, they've gotten taller. Some of them, you know, lost a tooth and some of them mm-hmm. got glasses or some of them got braces. And it's kind of see how they develop. And I always say, back home to people who ask me about it. I mean, Jess and I are like the aunt and uncle to come back and see them every year and see the development. So it's pretty neat. And I can see that in, in your eyes too. When you come back, you're always asking how this kid is doing and stuff like mm-hmm. that because they're special to you and, and they're beautiful children and, and it's awesome. So cool. So this year, um, any goals, any particular goals you have for this year's mission trip for you? Or is it just to see what happens and see where, where we could fill a hole? I usually don't come down with a certain plan or a mm-hmm. goal. It's just like, just wherever God leads me is where I need to go. Mm-hmm. I do have a relationship with one of the house moms. Mm-hmm. And so we've been chatting back and forth and we have brought down stuff that they needed for their house. Good. So it makes it nice that she can say, oh, we could use this if you can mm-hmm. find it. So. No, that's perfect because um, that's important because 
we have a lot of uh, conveniences back home that we take for granted. Like you could today, you let's be honest, you could Amazon whatever you want, mm-hmm. and it'll show up next day, two days. <clears throat> not so much here. Here, um, there's not a lot of vehicles, and it's not things that could be expensive. It's hard to get the things and hard to find. And so it's nice when we do develop those relationships, partnerships with these homes. And for everyone listening, <clears throat> this is an orphanage, right? But it's not like there's a dorm with 100 kids in it. This this campus is divided into several different houses. And in the house is house parents and a helper. So if you could imagine there's a, a married couple and then a third person that helped raise this house. And in the house would be a boy's house or a girl's house. So let's just say it's a girl's house because that's the one you have a relationship mm-hmm. with. And in this girl's house, there are 10 to 15 girls between the ages of, you fill in the blank, 8, 9 years old to 12 years old or whatever the age might be. But they grow up uh, in this house with a mom and dad figure in the house. And they have... Um, Assignments, you have chores. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure she brushes her teeth like the little one. So the older kid will make sure the little one brushes her teeth. And then make sure she does her homework. And, and, and so it becomes like a, a home with a mom and a dad and siblings. So when they do, you know, age out of here, they can, uh, they know what a home structure looks like or should be. You know, nothing's ever perfect because, uh, so that's what I like about this campus. They're, they're preparing these children for tomorrow. In, in the best way they can, right? Um, ideal situation is be at home with your parents mm-hmm. and your siblings. But in in lieu of that, I think they do a great job here. And so people like Kilo develop relationships with the house parents and ask for those specific needs because that house might be, you know, there'll be girls that are going through the girl thing, you know, at that certain age. And this house is now faced with those special challenges, mm-hmm. right? And they might need that special attention for those challenges. And, uh, and then the boys might be a little different. Uh, kids might might, you know, get pimples on their face because at that age and that house might need that little pimple ointment. So it's nice that they, we can communicate with them and, and cover those needs. So good on that. Um, so good. It's good to see the houses again and stuff like that. Um, and so let me ask you a question. For someone who's never done this before or who has been maybe contemplating the idea or maybe asked you every year when you go back home. So how was this year's trip? How was this year's trip? You have one of those, and I see them all the time. Um, sometimes they become people who donate for the trip, but sometimes they're eager to come. In, in two sentences, what would you tell someone who's curious about what we do here? I would tell them, I do make like a little um, PowerPoint that mm-hmm. I do show. And so a lot of people will look at that and I'll sort of tag that mm-hmm. and then just say, watch the PowerPoint. If you have any questions, come see me. Mm-hmm. But if you really feel like it's tugging your heart, go and just go. Just do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Don't think too much because you want to know a secret? You're never going to be ready. Like we'll right. say to ourselves, when I'm ready, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Not this year. Next year, when I'm ready. <clears throat> and the years will go by. And you'll never be ready. And the idea is forget about being ready. Just do it. Right? Mm-hmm. You, would go. that be fair? Yeah. Just go. Just let God lead you and, and whatever take, happens here, that's what you do. You it's come love on the children. That's right. Uh, if anything, smiling at a kid so they know they're mm-hmm. important is a win. And um, just so everyone listening know a little bit of our activities, we always have a pizza party. So, which is a blessing twofold. It blesses um, the kids because they get dominoes. Who doesn't like dominoes, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it also gives the, the kitchen staff a break. Um, and then it also, it's a, it's an influx of uh, 
money at Domino's, right? Like this, this is a big campus and we buy pizza for everybody here. So that's, you know, 50 pizzas, whatever that might cost and plus sodas and stuff. And then we get ice cream and it's a great time, but it's a win-win all the way around. So just so you're here, who's listening, you know that every donation that you give to this organization for them, for him, um, or directly to this uh, uh, orphanage, Casa Bernabe, goes to bless children in some way, somehow. And I, I know you might say, why do you spend the money on pizza? You could buy more clothes. Like, let me tell you, we have clothes. We brought donations and stuff. But it's not just about putting a shirt on the kid's back. Mm-hmm. It's also about teaching them how to be in community, how to be in family, to know that they're special and that uh, they deserve love. They deserve protection and a shelter and all these things. So, you know, thank you, Keila, for taking two minutes of your time and hanging with me. And if you've been thinking about it, do like Keila says, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You won't regret it. That's it. Thank you much. You're welcome.